You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. How can a husband love his wife? Is the title of this devotion. Here in Ephesians chapter 5, the Spirit of the Lord speaks to us men, us husbands. It says in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but he nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, I find these words so helpful to keep my heart in the right place before God in my relationship with my wife. For me, I cannot function effectively spiritually if this is not right. I just can't. I cannot harden myself. I cannot allow darkness in my heart and accuse Virginia about things of this or that and then be able to minister spiritually. I I just can't function this way. It's like I'm in sin trying to represent righteousness, peace and joy by the Holy Spirit, which is the kingdom of God. I just can't do it. And I understand that you can get in a place where you're so hardened and often because of the deceitful lusts in this world and that you've allowed in your heart and the indulgence of alcohol and the indulgence of food, the indulgence of everything else to quiet the real groaning, yearning, hungering of the Holy Spirit in you that to be godly. Man, how can you be godly in the pulpit if you're not godly in your own home? If there's anything that David cried for in Psalm 101 verse 2, he said, Lord, how I long to walk a blameless path, especially in my own home where I need your help. What's the use to win the whole world, but you cannot have anything for your own household? No, my dear friends, I charge you in the Lord Jesus Christ, all you husbands, be godly at home, especially for you ministers. You may go, yeah, but pastor, preaching in the pulpit is easy. Being at home with my wife and my children, 
No, it's not them that is the issue. It is your inability to cope. It's your inability to handle it. You say, yeah, that's right. I get angry. I get irritated. I, I get furious. I get, I am so done. I, well, where's Jesus? Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's God? That's what you just described, is the flesh. Read it, Galatians 5, the works of the flesh, anger, wrath, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, contentions, and the like. All of that is not the kingdom of heaven. You cannot stand in the pulpit and tell the people what you can't live every day yourself. How can you expect people to be able to receive that as a life-giving word if it's not a life in you? When you go, yeah, but pastor, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, that's the point. It's that you live every day by the grace that you receive through your union with Jesus and be filled with His love and be filled with His goodness and kindness, with His Spirit, with His ability, with His ability. Yeah, but you may say, you don't understand what I face. The reason it's still so agonizing is because you're not fully crucified. And I know that sounds terribly unfair when maybe the behavior of the other person, is, of your wife, is still needing so much changing. But I know for me, oh, this is what, 30 or more years ago, that there was more than 30 years ago, 35 years ago or so. I cried out to the Lord. I was upset about something with Virginia and I cried, I mean, big tears, really crying. I was so upset, I was so hurt. I was so upset, I cried. I was on my way driving somewhere to go preach and I cried, I cried. I said, Lord, you told me she's the one, you gave it to me, change her. <laughs> oh, I was, I was a young man, I was very young and I'm crying out, I was in my 20s. And the Lord was gentle with my passion and my blindness. And he said to me, when I said, change her, he said, if you let me change you as a reward, I'll take care of her. That word came into my heart, not just as a light to guide me, as the word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, but to calm me and to put my trust in him. You see the word coming into our heart produces faith and causes us to trust God. You see, faith, or let me say it this way, yeah, faith, trust, works where the love of God begins to be. And love works where faith is living. It is so important that we receive that love. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. You have to allow the Lord to bring you into that love because lacking that love, you will always fail to be the kind of husband God's called you to be. There will always be some manner about you that is selfish, demanding, rude, crude, even ungodly, mean, if you don't know this love. Husbands, love as Christ love. Jesus says this to you in John 15, verse 9. He says to you, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Come into this love that I have in the Father. Let the love of the Father that is in me come into you. 
coming to this love. He says in John 17, verse 26, he said, Father, I have revealed you to them so that the same mighty love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Husband, love as Christ love. You gotta get this. Husband, this is your greatest power as a man. It's not to make the money. Yes, that's important that you provide for your own household. It's not just that you make all the decisions while you need to do your part to carry the responsibility. It doesn't always have to be all on your terms. But you know, some men think they can only be the head of the house if they make all the decisions. No, it is that you have this love. This love is what is the greatest thing that the Lord wants you to live in on a day-to-day basis. And we desperately need it today. I mean, look at this. Here in Deuteronomy chapter 6 is a famous scripture where the Lord says in verse 5 of of chapter 6, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and strength shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently, consistently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and you shall have them as a frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. What should be the first thing people come in contact with when they come to your house is your love for God. What motivates you to love your wife, husband, is what motivated Jesus to love you and me. Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave me. Romans 5 verse 8 says that God demonstrating his own love toward us in that while we were yet enemies, Christ died for us. You see, friends, the first thing people should encounter when they come in contact with your household is your love for God. Husbands, you will never be able to be the man God's called you to be in your own home unless you take this to heart. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Your love will not be sufficient. Your love also in its nature will be selfish in one way or another. It will be demanding in one way or another. It will be unthoughtful, rude in one way or another. It will fail. Your love will fail. And yes, the devil will say, well, she did this and she doesn't do this and she's like that and she's like that to to get you to be blind that you don't have what it takes to be the head of your own house without the love of Christ. It is the love that Jesus demonstrated for us in his suffering, our failings and weaknesses that exalted him to become the head of the church. Did you hear what I just said? It's the love that Jesus demonstrated for us in our weaknesses and failings that made him the head of the church, that caused him to be entrusted by God to be the head of the church. 
For you to have a place of influence in your own home, you have to be more perfected in this love. And I guarantee you, love never fails. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love is not rude or unmanly or unkind. It doesn't insist on its own rights. It doesn't push things through because you have the right to do so. It will gladly lay down your life for another. Love bears upon anything and everything without failing. Love believes the best. I love that statement. Believe the best. Keep a positive expectation. Don't become animatous in your heart, but because stay positive, stay, stay sweet, stay innocent, believe the best. Love never fails. So husbands, begin to live out of that inexhaustible resource of love out of that fountain that never runs dry, out of that love that never fails. The heavens cannot contain it. It is bigger than the universe, and that's unimaginable. This love, the height, the depth, the breadth, the length of it, if you just begin to love as Christ loved, the resources that will empower you to love will be greater, and you will see victories, and you will see answers, and you'll see God in your own home. Amen? Have a good day.